0: Hey, what's up? Welcome to episode three of Movie Dumpster. We're talking Rumple Stillskin today, so fucking strap in for this boy. Directed by Mark Jones from 1995. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. And welcome to the dumpster. Here I come, little Johnny. Uncle Rumple's on his way. <laughs> uh so you said this was mark jones this is a mark jones joint for some reason i was like why does that name sound familiar and as soon as i hit imdb i'm like oh fuck bingo oh fuck fuck this fucking guy directed and wrote the first leprechaun movie and has written all the subsequent movies and also was apparently a writer for alf for an episode which explains a lot well i love alf dude i love alf but also he also was a part of the a-team writing team which also makes a lot of sense for something i'm gonna bring up in this Fucking movie <laughs> and then he made an awful movie not too long ago called Triloquist what a piece of shit that movie is well I mean when you're filmed before that is leprechaun back to the hood uh the only place really to go is uh further down and you think that like that's the bottom of the fucking barrel you think that's that yeah that's the fucking that's it that's the bottom of the pit and then he's like nah I got I got <laughs> my shovel's still sharp buddy do one of you guys want to talk about in a nutshell what this is about um, it's about the story of Stiltskin for about five minutes, and then you're thrust into contemporary 1995, and then the whole thing plays out again to seemingly decent results, right up until a certain character shows up, and then everything just completely withers away. Any bit of joy I had in this film, either ironically or sincerely, just dissipated as soon as this Max motherfucker shows up. <laughs> <laughs> he is the- fucking worst uh jack and jill went up the hill hey i'm like a dime store what the fuck is his name uh andrew dice clay this guy sucks yeah andrew dice clay i'm wearing peter gabriel sledgehammer as a shirt oh god we'll get to that fuck in a second we will so we open up somewhere in europe we don't know where exactly but it's the 1400s uh so rumpel rumpelstiltskin is fleeing this mob that's after him because he's taken a baby from the miller's daughter who if you're not familiar with the rumpelstiltskin mythology he spins straw into gold for this woman and she promises him her baby in return which like none of that is present it's just like it's just give me a baby that's all it is well afterwards but in the beginning he strictly says like i spun the gold now give me i uh, a kid's mind we made a deal we had a deal and she broke it uh, and she didn't guess his name obviously so they run him towards uh, a cliff face the the mob corners him and they're just like ah oh, give the baby back and he's like no fuck you i'm going to eat this kid we had a deal this is this, i'm going to eat this baby and there's nothing you could do about it and there's not much they really do do about it honestly yeah. and well well oh, no that's not true they have a duel to see who has the stronger glitter <laughs> I love the one guy goes up there. He, he's like, ah, I'll get him. Steps over the fire, and then the and then the four foot tall gnome picks him up with one hand, and basically with seemingly the same hand, plucks his eye out. Yeah, and eats it like a friggin' meatball, which then moves by itself, having been severed from its owner's head. There's a lot of good effects in this, and that's not one of them. And I'm surprised. No. <laughs> Because Kevin Yeager had done all the effects for this movie, and he's phenomenal. I was going to say, the incoming shootout is pretty impressive. So they corner corner Rumpelstiltskin at the edge of this cliff, and he's like, Ah, yeah, bring the pain, bring the pain. What is he, Brock Lesnar? Boom, 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 boom. Sorry. Apparently he's a fucking sadist, and he, like, he like enjoys it. I do like whoever was playing Rumble Stiltskin. He seemed to be having a, the fucking time of his life. Max Groydenchick, and he was in, uh... Lots of stuff, apparently. I just looked him up a few minutes ago. Most famously for uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine as, uh, Rom. Okay. So this witch comes up and throws fucking glitter at him, and they light him on fire, and she puts a curse on him and turns him into a fucking lawn ornament. Yeah, a little green turtle he turns into like yeah, he turns into, like, like calcified shit. Like, I, I know, I guess they're going for a jade statue, but I just wasn't, uh, it didn't. No, look it. L- it looked like a, it literally looked like an elephant turd. Like, it took me a while to make out any distinctive features on it. I was like, did he just turn into just, like, basically poo? And then I look closer, I'm like, oh, there's his face, but it's really hard to see. And apparently, like, glitter is, like, a universal magic tool that they just throw around. Yeah, he had it first. He was like, he was like, ah, come at me, and he throws it, and, like, and then it makes fire, and then this witch comes up, and then she throws it at him, and it turns him into a stone. I'm like, okay, so glitter has varying effects in this universe. But, like, is it different grades of glitter? Is it who has the glitter? Maybe he had glitter, and she had, like, powdered mercury or some shit. I don't even know. So they torch this fucker, and he turns into a lone ornament, and she picks him up and puts a curse on him. And And the curse is that may he be bound to in this stone form until a mother sheds a sheds a tear and makes a wish on this fucking stone. And she takes it and she throws him into the ocean, uh, apparently to sink into the depths of the sea. Here's my question. Why, if you're going to curse Rumpelstiltskin to never return, would you have like this one caveat that could bring him back? Yeah. Why would you put an out clause? I don't understand. I don't know either. And she's like for a thousand years. So like when a thousand years is up. Does he just turn back into rumpelstiltskin yeah if he's this, if he is this big of a terror why would you give him like an exit clause like you're stuck in this stone piece unless yeah but like they have this stone piece why don't they just crush it or something just fucking kill this thing i have the same problem with the ending like bury it in the fucking ground and then cover it with 80 tons of cement and then never speak of it again that doesn't fucking matter because remember jumanji that's exactly what i yeah. was at <laughs> When they, they're, like, excavating this fucking thing, and he just pulls it out of the fucking dirt, and there it is. Drop into a fucking volcano. There you go, like Kazuya. <laughs> so they throw him over the cliff, and he sinks to the bottom of the ocean. In the middle of Europe. Okay? Okay, you know what? I didn't, even make, I didn't even make that connection. That they drop this thing in, like, a river in Europe, and it ends up in, like... It's not a river. It's a fucking ocean. They throw it into the ocean. The Atlantic Ocean, and ends up in fucking L.A. <laughs> so fast forward... To Los Angeles, you know, mid-90s Los Angeles. And we're pumping some fucking cool Moe And he's just like, Push it to the, push it to the, push it to the limit. I'm in it and I'm in a minute. I got to come to win it. Oh, my Christ. I feel like this is where Mark got the idea from. He's like, oh, you know what? Oh, God. Yeah, I think this is where this all stemmed from. And then oh. and then he finally got a chance. Like, they were sitting around like, ah, fuck, we need another Leprechaun movie. And he's like, whoa, I've been sitting on this. It's like John Peters and his fucking spider. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Someone's gonna fight a big fucking mechanical spider in this movie. I got it. Gangs versus mystical creatures. What's funny is that if you watch Man of Steel and think about that, he finally got his wish. No, he got his wish in Wild Wild West. <laughs> Yeah, but that wasn't Superman. This time, Superman fought a big fucking uh, multi-legged mechanical bullshit. In which? Man of Steel? In, Man of Steel, yeah. At the end, he fights the, uh, what's it called? The, what, the the terraforming device? Has, like, bailed legs and tentacles and shit? No, it doesn't. It does. I haven't seen that whole movie. I've seen the Zod fight. That's about it. So he fights the Technodrome. More or less, yeah. Technodrome. Let's kick shell. shell. So, yeah, it's, like, introduced to two, like you said, Connor, like you thought the two main characters are... Uh, Russell and John, two cops on the beat. Uh, you know they have to take a. I think they say a code seven at the coffee shop. But before that, so Russell's Russell's having a a, a child with his wife, and he's and these two guys are going back and forth about. Uh, yeah, my wife, my wife wants to name the kid after a flower, but it's a boy. You got a, you got any boys' names that uh, that are flowers? And the guy's like, Oh, Thorn. Yeah, and they name him Thorn. And then I'm thinking to myself, like, What if they name him like? Basil or basil, rather. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, perfect. Thorns, thorns are on flowers. They are not a flower. Yeah. <laughs> so that doesn't really make any fucking sense. And then you know the kid's gonna come out with a fucking monocle on. <laughs> his middle name. His middle name's fucking Wapplethorpe. <laughs> it's Basil of Baker Street. Basil Wapplethorpe. Hello, mother. Hello, father. I demand milk at this moment. Give me my goddamn strained peas, would you? <laughs> So they're talking about this and they're like, Ah, oh, geez, all this fucking baby talk's getting me worn out. I need a donut. So they go to the they go to a shop to like stop for a donut. And then Russell uh, gets a call from his wife. On his giant brick nineteen nineties uh cell phone. Oh yeah, his fucking like Delta seventy six or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> with an like an eighty five foot antenna on it. So he's on the phone with his wife and she's like, Oh, can you pick me up some uh some uh little baby onions and some yogurt and he's like yeah sure babe you got it and as he's on the phone this like this gang member comes up and is, carjacks this woman with like a baby in the front seat of her car and this fucking guy is about to steal this car like with the kid in it she's like oh no 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 no!" like let, all right, you can have the fucking car here's the keys i'm gonna just let me get my baby and he fucking cracks her upside the head with his gun and he's like about to get in this car with the kid in it and like steal the baby with the car what do you profit from stealing a baby i have no idea <laughs> especially if you're a gangbanger why not just like let her take the kid and just take the car dude like what's your problem so russell sees this and like drops he's like drops his phone and he pulls out his gun and he starts running towards the guy and the guy turns around and just fucking starts lighting this dude up there are squib fucking blasts all over this dude all these squibs are so damn cool too like oh my god it's a good scene that that bullet and that bullet hits his leg and his kneecap just like explodes in sl- by the way this is all done in slow motion Every single bit of it. So you get all that fucking red goodness coming out of him. Risa. So this fucking cop takes like four bullets. He gets it in the leg. He gets it in the gut. And he gets it in the shoulder. And he falls down. And the and the fucking guy starts running away. And like with his last breath, he like sits up and fucking pops this dude right in his fucking back of his head. And it fucking explodes. <laughs> right in the back of the head and blood goes everywhere. Oh, it was so comical. I was like, damn. Again and again, we're still in slow motion at this point. So it's this dude is running and just the back of his head with a hat on just goes and just pops. It's like literally 2 minutes of slow motion squib action, which is nice. So he dies yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. they, like, bring him to the hospital, he ends up not pulling through, and he, and he fucking dies. And I was thinking to myself, like, damn, like, you. oh, his wife hears all of this on the phone, like, the phone drops, but it doesn't hang up. And I'm thinking to myself, like, wouldn't this stress hurt the kid in any way that she's carrying? Oh, this would be this would be devastating. Yeah, but, like, hearing your husband, not only, like, get shot on the phone, and you already think he's dead, but then, like, be like, oh, he's at the hospital, and then they get to the hospital, and then he fucking dies in the hospital, and the doc comes out, he's like, uh, nothing we could do. See ya. What's funny is I'm watching this, and I've been conditioned my whole life to think that shoulder wounds are, like, basically like, I'll be fine. And then I, like, I read somewhere, it's like, yeah, getting shot in the collarbone is basically guaranteed death. I didn't, well, because there's main arteries there, right? Yup, you will bleed out in minutes. Yeah, so he's fucked. Flash forward, now, uh, the movie kind of, like, shows the baby's been born, Shelly's still mourning her husband, uh, named a baby John. The baby John. Yeah, and I'm assuming that that's uh, named after her husband's partner. They don't John. really come out they and ever, say it. Yeah. They don't say it one way or the other, but that's what I, the way I took it. I mean, you think they named the baby, like, Russell, like after his dad? but let's just name it after his buddy. Which, by the way, very shady. And then we're transported to Merlin's shop of mystical wonders from Missy Science Theater. Her friend Hildy comes over, and this woman, my God. Every line out of her mouth is like a, a like has sexual undertones, or like just a really bad joke. she at a voice like this, and she never said anything. it wasn't a giant squeak. Dude's this, dick's that, I'm taking it this way and that way, and I'm just like, oh my God, like, I, we get it. You don't have a boyfriend, and you, you want a man, and you haven't had a date in forever. And let's face it. This woman hasn't had a fucking date since like 1975. So, so she's like, "Oh, let's get some food and check out this antique shop." And then they meet Merlin. I'm, I'm sorry, wrong movie. We meet fucking Matilda the Witch. This woman is fucking badass. <laughs> she's got a great shop by the way. She's got cobwebs. Oh. She's got a slappy doll that moves on its own. <laughs> <laughs> the Mission Theater joke is not just for here. Like, I'm watching, I'm like, okay, now more than ever, not just because of the Merlin Shop of Mystical Wonders comparison, it just felt like a Misty episode. By this point, it felt completely like it belonged in that show. And it's not even... that. It- that's not inherently a bad thing I would say, but it it had that charm that I was really in, uh, enjoying at this point. It just it's super cheesy and schlocky. Apparently she like visits this place all the time or like that she knows Hildy, like knows about this place and has visited it before. But this place looks like it's been closed since the fucking dawn of time. There's cobwebs all over the place. There's like an inch of dust on everything. And then we're treated to this old hag eating fucking like s- salmon out of a fucking can with a cigar a just cigar. sitting in it. <laughs> And then she fucking puts the cigar out in the salmon and then takes another bite, like... (laughs) She likes smoked salmon, apparently. I was very tired watching this, the, like, the beginning. I kind of went in and out. I came back and finished it because uh, the heat was, the heat was killing me. <laughs> um, but I, I, so I missed that sequence. That's hysterical. <laughs> so she puts the fucking can down to go talk to them and apparently it's a fucking bush-baked beans can. And it's like, wait a second. <laughs> what? I so, didn't get that. Yeah, so like, Holy Okay, so you transferred some other dirty shit can food into another shit can and then you fucking eat it with a cigar in it. This woman's fucking hardcore man oh i see you got some campbells there no i put Vienna sausage in the campbells can yeah fuck it mmm delicious <laughs> i like when they mix the broth or something so our main character is actually um shelly shelly she's yes. walking around the shop she doesn't really uh she's kind of like appalled by it all she's russell's wife who has the child and all that she's she's looking at the shop nothing's catching her eyes she's kind of creeped out by everything but she sees something Down low on the ground by the cobwebs. Yeah, the creepiest thing in the whole fucking shop. Yeah, the giant Rumpelstiltskin, as Connor put it, elephant turd. It's a goddamn troll doll. (laughs) Literally a giant nugget. And it's green and it's sparkly and it's, you know, it's glowing. She picks this thing up. The whole time she's like, oh, oh, it's fucking creepy in here and this stuff's gross and I don't want any of this shit. She picks up the worst thing in the shop and is like, man, this is really intriguing. I I, I just got to have this fucking thing. Matilda's like, oh, no, my dear, like, you don't want that thing. That's some bad, there's some fucking bad juju on that. She's like, ah, it's not for sale. Ah, put it back. And she's like, oh, it has a price tag on it. She's like, ah, no, no, just put it back. You don't want that. Do you think the, what was his name, Mark Jones? Yeah. Do you think he saw Gremlins and was like, heh, I think I could do that better? (laughs) Where did she even get this fucking thing? It's supposed to be at the bottom of the ocean next to Europe. Uh, on a, on a, on a, on a snorkeling trip off the coast of, uh, and New Jersey. This bitch is keen on the backstory to this thing. Why does she have it on a fucking shelf for sale? Put it in a fucking box and lock it in a vault. Why? Why do you have it? Why do you have it on the show floor? Put it away. I I mean I could almost see if it was, a, it was like a Hellraiser situation where a whole thing was like put into motion by the uh, demon, basically. Oh yeah, it's like some place in the Middle East and there's like some shady trade going on in a fucking opium bar. Yeah, like you mean like how the box kind of had its own sort of agenda that was pushed. By the Cenobites, where like there's there's kind of a system to it, but like this is just like no, it's clearly one thing, and you should never touch this thing again, and it should be left wherever it was found. And instead, someone got it, put it in a fucking shelf, and slapped a price tag on it. And was like, yeah, see, I can make a buck off it. Yeah, yeah fuck exactly. It. So she's trying to make a buck off it, and she's telling this woman that like it's the it, you don't want this. It's the worst thing ever. There's a curse on it, but she keeps making it sound appealing. Like, no, oh, you don't want that. But if you make a wish on it, it comes true. But you don't want it. It is the equivalent of going to a yard sale and finding the lament configuration and having. Some some guy come out and go that's not for sale it's the most diabolical device in the universe i'll give it to you for tenor yeah it comes with a free frogan <laughs> she ends up making a deal that we don't even see and apparently she just brings it home and puts it on her mantle next to her dead husband's picture which is convenient for rump yeah Because then she, uh, you know, she makes her wish about wanting her husband to be back in a single tear. Drops on this fucking statue. And then uh, the eyes light up. Yeah, and then it turns into, like, a little rubber monster and, like, takes a peek at the picture sitting next to him. And then he... He scratches his chin like, ah, Ah, yes! Huh, so so that fresh, eh? All right. So this woman's going to bed. And there's like a knock at the door and boom uh oh it's her dead husband and he's totally fine and he comes in and he's like oh i missed you. I like how he's in his oh, he's in his police uniform too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not weird at all. There's no bullet holes or anything in him like he like he went back down there and got a new brand new suit and fucking comes home. And his wife doesn't even think, "Hey, it's just like the picture on the mantle." Yeah, wait a minute. You are blown away. There, she doesn't question him at all, right? She, I, I guess she thinks she, she's having a dream, as we come to find out. We're treated—I guess that's not even the right words. There's a fucking three-minute passionate love scene between her and her dead husband. It ranks, as, in scale awkwardness, in scale of like one to Watchmen. It's like a seven. All the while, there's a child in the crib, like right next to them. Yeah, thank God you could see your son. By the way, get over here. <laughs> So they're bumping all fucking night, they fall asleep, and she wakes up, and he's not next to her, and she's like, Oh god, that was one hell of a dream. I fucking came so hard. Then she hears the fucking shower running, and she's like, oh shit, is it, you know, is this a dream? And she gets up, and it's a total fucking, like, stunt butt that gets out of the bed? Oh, this was hysterical. Like, she just gets up, and I'm like, come on, guys. Like, gratuitous nudity alert. Yeah, but like why do we even have that? Like you could have just cut from her getting out of the bed walking into the to the bathroom. Oh, it's it's completely pointless. And it's first of all, you like you don't see any. not that I, you know, condone this, but like there's no shots in the front. It's just a weird, awkward butt angle of her like just stark naked in like the morning light, just walking to the bathroom. It she reminds was, me right? of uh Rawhead Rex where there's just that random, like one Titcha. scene. Random boob assault. Yeah, just yeah. like thrown in there just for the hell of it, cause that's rated R, why not? Yeah. This woman gets up and like hangs for a cool second and then walks into the bathroom like you see my ass okay here it goes people sleep naked it's it's a fact but this was the way it's filmed you're like come on it's just silly so she goes into the bathroom and she's like holy shit my husband's really alive he's really in there taking a shower so she walks up to the shower and opens it up and this fucking little rumple shit skin's in there and he's like, hi, come you wanna come join me, sweet meat?" This next stretch of film is my favorite part of this whole movie. This entire string of events leading up to you-know-who is amazing. The best part about this all, like, when the, the when Rump comes back, not only does he want this woman's baby, but he just got laid. She literally got nothing out of this deal. Like, he fucked this woman all night long, and now he's, like, hosing off, and he's like, alright, I want the baby now. I want the baby John. He doesn't even tend grant her wish. She totally tricks her and he's like, ah, now I get your baby. Which I guess is part of it, like, he, he doesn't make a deal with her at all. There's no bargain, there's no, there's no, like, I'll give you this for this, there's no, there's, there's no baby eating mentioned anywhere. He doesn't, like, hand her a brochure, like, oh, you didn't read this, and he, you know. hear the Here are the terms and conditions of Rumpelstiltskin and Co. Yeah, sign on the dotted line, eh. So he literally just appears, has sex with her, and then takes a shower. And he Yo. somehow knows how to work the shower. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no, we're gonna get to that. Modern technology is a breeze for troll demon Rumplestiltskin, who has been asleep for a thousand years. When he's in the kitchen and like this whole thing is going on, but he's like, "Give me a baby, give me a baby!" and then like she's trying to fend him off, and he sta- she stabs him in the head. And he says, like, you can't kill what doesn't have a soul. And then, like, when he just pops the knife out of his forehead, like, poop, with no with no blood or anything. <laughs> he just took a knife to the head, and he keeps on ticking. Except for fucking brooms. She takes a broom in the ne- very next, like, right after stabbing him in the head, she picks up a broom and starts, like, hitting him with it, and he's like, oh! Ah, oh, shit! Oh, no! Straw! Yeah, and then she shoves it down his throat, and it's you know, that for some reason, this comes up like four or five times throughout the movie. You're like, oh, You really had a broomstick in this guy's mouth and he's oh, alive? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, it is straw. I didn't even realize. Yeah, that was like a subtle hint. Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. Spoiler alert. Straw hurts this guy. I, no, because I didn't even think. I'm just like a broom. I didn't realize. Like, who the fuck has a straw yeah, broom in the 90s? Me. Yeah, very true. Um, this leads to her escaping with her baby in her car, and he's out the window, he's like, chariots with no horses! And then jumps out the fucking window! (laughs) Fucking head dives out the window, (laughs) wanderer! onto her (laughs) it's like a five-story building and he like just jumps right out onto the top of this car there's two window gags in this movie that just made me laugh my balls off and then she got okay this i had to pause the movie because i was cracking the fuck up she gets in her car she kind of drives him off the hood and then in full doppler effect runs his ass over with it sounds just like this a clean shot of her just running him the fuck down with that scream i had to i paused the film and was basically in tears but that the time she runs him over and he disappears and then he's laying on the road in the next shot or was that the next time uh yeah i think it's the next time i love how when he first comes out of the window before she runs him over he punches a hole through the window like he's the fucking terminator and he goes ah don't get any blood on the baby so this movie makes a ton of Terminator references. I don't know if I'm the only one that thought that, but I want to say, like, this might be the first one, him punching through a windshield, or that might be a stretch, but there's there's one coming up. There's I a think they are adding to it now. Yeah, but... <laughs> I, I'm just bringing it up now so that when these things keep coming up, that I'm not, like, just pulling it out of my ass. Now that you mentioned it, yes. Especially for a certain elongated action sequence later on. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the one that kind of, like, put the idea in my head in the first place. So she takes off, and, um... I don't even know where the fuck she goes. They don't even tell you. I guess she goes to the police station because it, it cuts right to the next day and they're back in the apartment and she's like giving her statement to the, uh, Which to the chief. Which I thought was kind of weird. That made me immediately think of Ghostbusters 2 when Dana has the slime monster attack her in the bathtub. She doesn't let the next day like come back. tried to reach out and grab me. But I, I, don't, I don't know why my brain goes to Ghostbusters, but I was just reminded of that scene a lot of like, yeah, you know, they didn't go back when a fucking ghost came after him, so why are you going after her stiltskin? I guess she didn't see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> So they're back in the apartment and she's giving her, she's giving her statement to the chief. And she's like, listen, don't worry about it. Like, we're fucking, nothing's gonna happen to you or your baby. He's like, oh, it's someone that was on PCP. Yeah, she's like, nah, it was a little satanic freak, I swear to God. So Hildy's like, oh, you can come stay with me tonight. So her and the baby go to Hildy's. And she's like, yeah, and by the way, uh, my psychiatrist friend's coming over so we could talk all about your fucking, your fucked up, uh, mental state. By the way, penis. I'm gonna get a dick eventually. I think she, what does she say in that scene? I, 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 sorry, I, I began to tune her out because she was annoying the hell out of me. No men allowed, just us. Yeah, yeah. So, Except for you, baby John. Except for you, baby John. They have their dinner and their rosé. By the way, Hilde is super accomplished. I don't know why she's so worried about, like, getting a date or, like, talking about these fucking men. Like, she's got this beautiful-ass house. She's got, like, a fireplace and, like, leather furniture, a fucking house in the mountains and all this stuff Uh, in, like, suburban California. Why are you even worried about finding a man? Like, why don't you just... Go out and fuck and call it a day. She just look. I mean, I mean, realistically, it's not totally out of the realm possibility just to just want a nice dick sandwich. I guess that's fine. But she's like, oh, I need a man. I got him. I gotta have a man. I need it or I'll die. Well, yeah. that's like her one character trait. And it's so fucking tired by like the second scene. It's like, ugh. We get it. That's yeah. all she has to add to any conversation, though. Well, fortunately, she doesn't last very long. <laughs> in like what the next scene, Rumpelstiltskin's already in the house. Yeah, well, the psychologist is like, hey, how's it going? So want to tell me about your problem? And she. she's She's like, yeah, uh, this happened. And she's like, oh, yeah? You want to know what I think? Rumpelstiltskin, that'll be $150. She randomly pulls out this, like, fucking ancient-looking Bible-ass... fairy tale book and i was like yeah rumpelstiltskin right here it looks exactly like him yeah yeah rumpelstiltskin big problem lots of people have to deal with this yeah because hildy has this extensive library of all these old uh, books and they tell the the legend where it's like oh yeah you know rumpelstiltskin stole the baby and he wouldn't give it back unless she guessed his name or whatever yeah so at hour one they knew how to beat him and they don't figure it out till the last five minutes of the movie she even (laughs) says it they say his fucking name the whole point of the rumpelstiltskin story is that they're supposed to guess his name and they're just like oh yeah rumpelstiltskin 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 yeah but like she even acknowledges the fact that he he already asked her that so you obviously know this isn't a person it's some kind of weird demon thing what else could it be it's fucking rumpelstiltskin all there in front of you. And they even go as far as to say, like, oh, you know, it was a daughter, you know, a uh, Miller's daughter spun the gold. And Hildy's like, oh, man, that's so weird. Your name's Miller. Your maiden name's Miller. You're you're Miller's daughter. Rumpelstiltskin gets there with the motorcycle scene, doesn't he? Oh, uh, not before that. He just kind of appears. There's an open window and it's inferred that he kind of just sneaks in through there. Yeah. And then he, for so- for whatever reason, decides to, you know, make camp in the closet This fucking guy has been busting through doors and all this kind of shit, and he takes the time to sneak through this open window and hide in a fucking closet. He camps. (laughs) Hilda goes in there to get some blankets for Shelly. He's just, his fucking face is in the coats. It's like E.T. He waits in there for a while. He waits in there, like, all fucking night, and I'm thinking to myself, like, why doesn't he just take the baby? (laughs) (laughs) If nobody knows his theory, why just get out and take the kid? John is in the crib while they're all fucking drinking and having a ball in the other room, like, just take the kid and go. And, And the thing is, like, this house looks like it has an open floor pa- plan, but then like when Rump finally makes his entrance, he just like breaks through a fucking wall, like right through a china closet. Yeah, what the fuck? Like, you took all that time to like stealthily get into this house and like hang out and wait till everybody went to bed, and then you break through a fucking wall <laughs> to get to these people. <laughs> through a cabinet on through, top of n- that. Not even a cabinet, It's it's like a it's like a bookshelf on a wall. They couldn't decide they wanted to do Gremlins or, or like you said, Terminator. They're like, "Oh, this is going too slow. We need it. We need some action. We need a big mo- movie monster moment." Apparently, every executive is is a uh, cigar smoking shithead from New York. The fucking slime balls abound. <laughs> so. He's fighting Shelly in the kitchen, but like he doesn't kill her. He's like, Oh, I just want the baby. Like, just fucking hand it over. But in this instance, we're finally in another room with another person. So so Hildy's there, and Rump wastes no time snapping her fucking neck. He he picks her up and just like pops her neck like it's a fucking Rice Krispie treat or some shit like that. it's, it's just like like a pretzel. He's like, She's like, Shelly, run. She, Shelly, get out of here! She's I'll like take she's care gonna care stop her. Yeah. Hey, hey, uh, took care of that bitch. Where's the baby? Yeah. <laughs> And he starts running after shelley again rump's got a mouth he's got a little mouth on him he is very talkative he just keeps jumping back and forth between like ye old english and like modern english oh i'm tr- trust me i'm gonna touch on that a little while he's like oh this century hath hurt my throat and shit like that and then he's just like ah come on lady just give me the goddamn baby would you ah, give me the baby ah and it's just like what the what the fuck are we trying to do here they i think this is like a post freddy krueger uh, effect oh uh, for sure i mean well uh, again we're hot off the fucking trails of the first leprechaun movie yeah it's the monster has to crack wise and has to be relatable and has to be kind of hip yeah well he's the fucking hippest cat this side of fucking europe apparently <laughs> this side of the fucking dark ages let me tell you oh he needs is some sunglasses <laughs> don't worry he just might get your wish oh it's coming <laughs> So we have another run-in with the car. Second time he's been running over. He, he's not even running over this time. Right. He, like, goes to grab the car, and the fucking car just, like, takes his arm off. Which is a good thing, because he really need to get all those worms and maggots out of there. Yeah, but before it does, it fucking gives her the finger through the windshield and then slides off the oh, car. Man, I that. <laughs> <laughs> this leads us to give me your boots, your clothes, and your motorcycle, correct? Ah, oh, fuck, you beat me to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> give me your clothes, your boots, and your steed. Another so th- Terminator reference. So this fucker pulls up on a motorcycle and he's like, hey, fucking freak, get out of the road. And he's like, ugh, he's like a metal steed. Oh, he's got weird armor on this knight. And then, of course, he threatens him with the uh, the switchblade. Oh, he pulls out a fucking butterfly knife and does all this shit and getting all fancy. You can't be a thug in the 90s without having a switchblade. How does he How does he kill this guy? was just pop his head right off? Uh, no. No. He, his patented move that he has used uh, several times at this point just, like, reached his arm up and through them like superman yeah like the lift throw and we're treated to the fucking first of many wilhelm screams oh my god yeah Yeah. this guy screams like three or four times over themselves he's like ah, and then just like falls over to the left and then rump makes his debut on his fucking motorcycle this is where he had sunglasses right yeah Yeah. at night this song kicks up and it's like my It's like the worst fucking shitty butt rock. They couldn't get Bad to the Bone, apparently, so they got this song instead. So he's on this fucking motorcycle with this with, with fucking shades on, driving around, shifting like fucking crazy. Like, how do you know how to drive this motorcycle? Yeah, he is driving a motorcycle, which, by the way, I'm a human being born in this century, and I couldn't even drive a moped properly, okay, without busting my ass. This motherfucker, who was born probably 3,000 years ago who has been gone for 1,000 years gets in a motorcycle and has no problems. Doesn't even tip over his first time. No, he, he's he got these sweet fucking biker boots on and he's just shifting left and right and fucking enjoying it. Fuck you, movie. He's coming for baby John. Fuck you, movie. <laughs> is this not also when he was smoking a cigar shortly thereafter well that you have you first you have uh shelly somehow maneuvering her car to hit the fucking uh, <laughs> fire hydrant she's like yes the first of a few times where like a car hits something and literally just like falls over and there's like no damage to the car at all she fucking pops this fire hydrant and it just starts shooting all over the street and she drives away and rump like turns the corner and just fucking slides out in this fucking water oh he eats shit this was, he, he he rolls like eight times and this bike slides to the front of the camera. Like, if this is a stuntman doing this, it looked like he really fucked himself up. So without missing a fucking beat, we get a goddamn Mack truck pulling up and the dude pulls over and gets out. And, it, and he's like, he's like holy shit, man, you all right? And he fucking smacks this dude's head right off his shoulders. Oh, that's right. This is the guy whose head he popped off. Well, he did the, the, the once again, he lifted and threw him, but then somehow the head fucking was the only thing that got the test. Yeah, and it, this scene is complete with a new song. Like, there was a song for the motorcycle bit, like, specifically for that. And now here's another song specifically for the Mack Mac truck. Okay, yeah, this is basically where any joy I had in this movie began to die. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you had the top bats scene off where he has the sunglasses and he goes out of his way to take them off and put it on the decapitated oh, yeah. head. <laughs> There's just so, the, the, the rest of this movie, no joke the rest of this movie is just vehicular shenanigans if That's all it is. That's it It's like Duel with Rumpelstiltskin It just becomes excuses to be like well, I'm gonna blow the a Mack truck and I'm gonna do this and this and this with a bulldozer I'm gonna light this on fire We got this on our expense and we gotta blow it up As you were saying Connor, you know, he gets a cigar and you know, he, he takes a few puffs he goes, Hah. Just what I need. I'm not a bad habit. And then he get, and then uh, once again, climbs into the seat of advanced technology for him and uses it with no problems whatsoever. Unless it must have took many a blacksmith to make this. And he goes, Yeah, I love this. He's like, Made in America! How does he even know he's in America? He's just like, figured it out in the last day? How does he know what the fuck America is? I mean, if he knows how to drive a motorcycle on a fucking Mack truck, he knows a lot more than I do. It's fucking so stupid! If the answer- if the answer is he's omnipotent, fine, cool, whatever, he's a demon. But you give me no context for this, he's just- he's immediately cracking wise and understanding things that he should know business- A Mack truck should fucking terrify him. That's a war machine to someone who's from the Dark Ages. And he's fucking loving it, though. Yeah! He's like, ah, yeah, I can drive this thing, no problem. And then he's smoking his fucking cigar, and he's just fucking, he keeps on trucking. And there's just, like, 15 more shots of him just, like, moving the wheel back and forth, puffing his cigar, making jokes. They reuse, the yeah, they reuse a shot of him pulling the horn and laughing, like, 10 fucking times throughout the next, throughout the next half hour. Like, like this movie is not good. It's enjoyable up until, some, and then this movie, for the rest of it, just becomes amateur bullshit. It is inexcusably terrible at this point. We're making it up as we go along, and it shows in this particular part. So Shelly, I guess, runs out of gas or some shit. She, like, overheats the car. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah, by the yeah, way, yeah. they're going there. She's taking the baby up to uh the mountain, like, that house that... that oh, Hildy's that parents', Hildy's house. parents she house, they, house. She said she can use it yet. in a previous scene. Yeah. So, she's out of gas or, like, the, the you know, she I guess she forgot to fucking change her oil or some shit. So the car's all fucked up on the side of the road, and all she's wearing is, like, a t-shirt because she had to run out of the house and she was in her you know like basically in her underwear and we're introduced (laughs) this is the second time we meet andrew dice clay the first time is in the beginning where he's like on a television she's like i fucking hate that jerk off and all of us are going yeah lady we know he's a fucking asshole so here comes this prick and he's fucking driving it driving this truck and he's going camping and he's got like this boat tied to the back and he pulls over and obviously this woman is in distress okay the fucking car is all fucked up she's in her fucking drawers with a t-shirt on and she's got a baby in the car and he gets out and he's just like he's just fucking he's just shooting from the fucking hip with these jokes man he's like he is he is immediately utterly and irreparably detestable he is awful he is a fucking terrible human being he's not funny he's way too into himself I couldn't stand any moment he was on screen. He ruined this piece of shit movie for me. <laughs> P.S. This guy was a comedian in real life. So I feel like he was just like ad-libbing the shit out of this movie. Like, oh, he's funny, man. Just let him do his own jokes. Oh, that makes it even worse. If this was his ad-libbing, I don't want to see him Right, I want to see him disappear. He gets out and she's like, oh my God, I, you got to help me. And she's obviously in like distress. And she's like, hey, you look pretty fucking hot in your underwear. He's just staring at her like naughty bits downstairs. Yeah, like over the sunglasses And just like and just cracking jokes about it And she's like, motherfucker, my car broke down And I have a baby inside of it, focus She's basically talking around circles with this fucking guy Because he just won't listen, so she ends up grabbing the kid And putting it in the car, and he's like, hey lady uh, You can't get into my car, is that a baby? What the fuck is happening? I'm just trying to go camping This is not an exaggeration of his voice this is how he actually sounds. He's like, I've never had a baby in that truck. I'm Max fucking whatever. I think, like, in he's only, what is he, in the final 30 minutes of the movie, basically? Yeah, give yeah. or take. He has more dialogue than anyone else in this movie. He speaks more than Rumple fucking stilt skin. And his jokes are worse. And they're just falling flat everywhere. Yes. He does not shut up he's got like one good line in the whole movie. So they're driving in the car, and she's telling him the story, and he's like, "Hey, lady, this is fucking, this is a crazy story. Like, we, I, I gotta have this guy on my show." Then, Rump, like, pulls up behind him, like, out of fucking nowhere. How he catches up, I have no idea. And he's like, oh, good practical joke. <laughs> ah, you guys, you guys busting me or whatever? Where's the hidden cameras? My agent do that? Oh, where's my agent? My agent must have set this up. Hey, baby. Hey. Oh, and then Rump's like, oh, I love when a plan comes together. It's like, what What plan? What, what plan? plan? Oh, my God. Nope, I almost got up and fucking walked out of the room and turned the movie off. And that's, and then basically just told you, too, that I... Fuck this movie for the rest of the conversation because, okay, granted, the technology thing, fine. The slang, fine. How the fuck do you know what the A-Team is? How the fuck do you know what the a-team is how do you even know what a tv is wait 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 what are you talking about what i just said i love it when a plan comes together he says that verbatim oh i didn't even realize (laughs) remember the guy wrote episodes for the a-team he says it he says it while smoking a cigar it has a literal face impression yep i didn't even get that god damn this movie yeah the fucking plan is getter okay that's the plan (laughs) Do exactly as I say. So now the truck is going after them, and it's like the worst fucking chase scene ever. We're stuck in a amoeba strip of a fucking chase scene that seems to never end. Oh, my God. And it just keeps cutting back to the same fucking scenes of Rumple in the truck, and he's honking the horn going, "Ha ha! I'm coming, Johnny, I'm coming for you. So he rides up on him, and he's like fucking up this dude's boat that's on the back. He's like bumping into him, and he's like, ah, just pull over already. Oh, well, Again, how does he understand the concept of pull over? <laughs> I don't know. Right. Look, just throw your fucking brain out the window because... You're not going to need it. You're not going to fucking need it. Oh, no, I was done. I was basically lobotomized as soon as Max was introduced. None of this shit needs to make sense anymore. If you ever watch this film, just start checking out. Right at this moment. (laughs) So then, uh, you know, they, they, they get a little distance on Rump. He decides to stop playing tag with the back of the guy's truck. And uh, he gets out this little what? What do you even call this fucking thing that he gets into? Wait, Max. wait, wait! Before before he pulls out the go kart, they like go over this huge bump, and he's like, "Oh my god, lady!" He's like, "Hold on, lady!" They fly over this ramp, and this fucking car just smacks the ground, and fucking everybody's flying around in the fucking car. Like, there's no way that that baby didn't smack his fucking face on the roof of this fucking truck, man. <laughs> So they drive away and he's like, ha I did it. Yeah, I'm pretty good at this hero shit. And I yeah, guess yeah, because then Rump smacks. He's like, he'll never get over that. Yeah. And Rump just drives right through and he's like, hey, you know, he's a pretty good driver. Yeah, hey, just I'll give him that. So then he's like, wait, we got another problem. No brakes. And then his fucking cowboy regaliad foot just is like stepping on a fucking the brake. Yeah, yeah. Because saying no brakes isn't good enough. You have to physically show us him slamming on the brakes with his foot. Yeah. Look, see, it doesn't work. So these people are doing they got to be doing like fucking 80 miles an hour, right? At least. At least. And he's like, I can't stop! They fucking run right into a goddamn gas pump, and it just kind of falls over, and it's like, oh, okay. It's fine. Which, I guess, also, they didn't have any brakes, and he was going full speed. And this gas pump was just solid enough to stop the car dead in its tracks with only a slight impact. Just to tip over the gas pump, just just a little bit. The fucking baby's going through the front window, the fucking mother's going through the... Everybody's going... is going to die, okay? If not explode. So Max is like, ah, I remember this guy, he like steals babies and shit. And I just don't understand how they have time... To like regroup and form this plan, like Rumble Stillskins right behind them in a fucking Mack truck. They 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 manage to gain on him, like puts them so much distance in him. He has time to come up with this cockamini plan of pretending to have a baby and then getting into a go kart. That actually happened. He like wraps the blanket up and says and gets into a little like zippy car, like a, a literal fartmobile. Just like. <laughs> <laughs> and then outruns an 18 we are, fuck you yeah and the whole the whole time it's clearly a stunt double wearing these arnold schwarzenegger fucking sunglasses yeah. which he doesn't he doesn't have in the next scene yeah yeah so. yeah meanwhile the whole time it's being dubbed over with these like bad one liners like ah oh yeah there is there is so much there's so much terrible max adr in this movie there's so many bad dubbing throughout the whole fucking movie people's lips are not moving to the fucking words in a lot of scenes in this so then you have max he's like he goes to the edge of the cliff you know because rumpelstiltskin has a lot of trouble with cliffs in this movie oh well he pulls up and he's like and he's like i got your baby right here and he's like and he finds out that max doesn't have the baby he goes i no baby ah shit And uh, Max, he stalls out, and he goes, it's Bruce Willis time, and he fucking guns it at the last second, (laughs) and Rump goes off the side and blows up like in Groundhog Day. Okay, no, 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 he goes off the side and says this phrase, he says, fucketh me. Which doesn't (laughs) even make fucking sense, that's not how that works. I want you to know that my hands are over my face right now, having to say that out loud because I'm so angry at this film at this point. So Rump takes a dive and the whole rig explodes. I might add that the the basically the tanker section blows up a full second before the cab blows up. And like they it's it's two it's two completely separate explosions. It's not like the, the tanker blew up and then caused the cab to blow up. No, the tanker blew up and kind of just had them burned independently. And then, like, maybe a second half later, the cab just pops. And maybe because F- Fury Road has spoiled me, and now I know what cool explosions look like, or this movie's just a steaming pile of shit. It's like an exploding steaming pile of shit. Yeah, well, I guess is worse, because now you need a fucking umbrella. <laughs> So Max runs him off the cliff and he's like, yeah, f- ah, fuck you, skin. <laughs> how'd you like that? And then he fucking, for some reason, has this goddamn go-kart in reverse. And this asshole runs himself backwards down the same cliff that Rump just went over and, like, gets knocked out. Hey, do you like pratfalls? I've been to go-kart before. I've had a go-kart tip over. I was fine. This thing this thing tips over at the speed of like maybe a fucking jet ski going zero wood in the water, okay? It slowly tips over, and then he goes uh, uh," and then just kind of falls asleep there's no impact nothing happens nothing happens to him he just closes his eyes and goes limp it's the same with the gas pump they just it, he just like bumps it and then everybody's like ah fuck as if someone hit him with a tranquilizer off screen he just goes bah. so then we just cut right back to the wreck and apparently shelly has like you know fetched the sheriff or whatever and like they find them on the side of the road rumps all fucking burnt up in the cab <laughs> this officer asks no questions no not at all he takes everything he's not he he I guess he took this at face value and he's like, yeah, cool. Burned up 18. We were a guy in a go-kart. This doesn't look weird at all. I think the baby's the free pass in this particular situation where he's like, I guess you're not bullshitting me because you have a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, you have a baby. So any story you're telling me is automatically true. You know, Rump comes out. He looks like Kentucky grilled chicken. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, he has like a burnt outer skin that he just pulls off his, his face. It just rips it off like it's barbecue fucking ribs. Which, Okay. I noticed something when he did this. He pulls his burnt skin off, implying that he can heal himself. But he burns, he peels his skin off, and has all the same scars and stitches and cuts. Oh yeah, they stay. They, I don't know what they're from, but and then he decides, okay, this time I'm gonna kill somebody not by grabbing them by the throat and throwing. I'm gonna take my own head he off. Goes. He goes, let me make it easy for you. And I'm like, How the fuck is this easy? Yeah, rips his own fucking head off and then bites the guy in the neck. You can't even safely say he bites him in the neck because there's no blood, there's no wound, there's nothing. He pull he holds his face up to this dude's neck, and then he just goes, ah and then you cut. There's no body. There's nothing. There's no blood. There's no wound. There's no There's no confirmation this guy is dead. And then Rumble just puts his head back on and keeps going. Well, no, it gets fucking smacked well, out of no, his hands. Yeah, because this is clearly a comedy. I was going to say, this is basically Looney Tunes at this point. Fucking Max comes up and sma- or Was yeah. it Shelly or Max? Ah, one of them. And then he's, you know, of course, he's directing the head or the body yeah. in the background. Oh, one, one step left. One step right. Ah, ah bastard. Warmer, warmer. <laughs> Get it? So they take the cop car and Max is like, oh, shit, now we're outlaws. They're going to be looking for us. And fuck, oh, this cop's dead and blah, 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 blah. So they, they hold up in this, like, fucking abandoned gas station. Or I think it's the same gas station where they were at. Yeah, and, they're, and they and they put on their Winter Olympic fucking jackets. Yeah, and they're, like, they're making coffee and shit. She, like, makes some coffee. And he finds this dirty old fucking straw doll and gives it to the kid. And Rump is, yeah, like, magically there already. And he, like, looks at the window and he's like, oh, no, not straw fuck and then we're like oh okay so straw hurts this guy and then 11 billion cops show up out of nowhere oh they kick the fucking door down it's like the end of la confidential it just <laughs> <started>. <laughs> Here's the shitty comedian and this woman and her baby. And they're like, oh, come on, cop killer, you fucks. And they, like, pull him out of the place and they're, like, cuffing these people and, like, putting them in the car. And they, like, split up the baby and, and Shelly and Max and they drive him to the station. And now here we get another fucking tasty Terminator tidbit. Well, Rump, he's chasing after them to the jail. And he's running through the woods. He's like, ah, yes, I smell a baby. Smells like a baby named Johnny. And you cut to the jail cell and Max's standing there all depressed. And he's holding the bars. He goes, Oh my god, I can't believe it. You actually do hold the bars. Like- Deep thoughts with Max Bergman. Uh, this movie needs like fifty foghorns. Just every time this guy opened his mouth. Sad trombone. <laughs> So we're at the we're at the police station and this lady cop is playing with the kid to get him to stop crying and takes like the straw doll away from so Oh, oh, uh Barb from Tranker Things. <laughs> Barb sucks. I sent it here. Oh fuck yeah. <laughs> So uh, Rump, he shows up to the front desks and they, they tell him that he can't come in. So he says, I'll be back. He doesn't actually do that. It might have been better if he did. He came back in with the Mack truck. And he's fucking, he's spinning a shotgun in his hand. That doesn't happen either. Yeah. I need the baby John. Where is he? Baby John Connor was actually the kid's full name. We didn't know that. Oh, yeah. that makes sense. Okay. So in, instead of sending back a fucking T-800, they were like, ah, shit, let's send back Stilskin." And he's like, I'm here for the baby John Connor. I mean, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the most particular thing skynet has done yeah we get we get a full-on terminator police station c Stiltskin. this sequence it tries to be scary a little bit that's what uh, my problem is movie is like it starts off as like hey we're gonna be kind of a, like a cheeky horror film and then just devolves into just silly non-comedy hijinks and then this happens they take it really seriously from from this point on it, it with Rumpel, stiltskin anyway like the character be like like, he's not fucking around anymore. He's like, alright, this was fun, but now I need this fucking kid because the sun's coming up. Yeah, I was to say, like, he's, like, cracking jokes, and then he's impaling people with flags, he's throwing people through windows, he's like, what what else is he doing? He's, he's He's committing acts of actual carnage so he impales a cop on an american flag and then another cop comes in and like we don't see what happens to that cop there's it just cuts to the cop back and he like falls down and rumpelstiltskin like runs across the room and like jumps on him and he's like where's the fucking baby then the sheriff comes in and he's like i've come for the baby john where's the baby and so the sheriff like shoots him and wastes all his bullets and uh, Ramososkin's like, oh, now it's my turn. And he takes the fucking gun from the sheriff and, like, conjures up bullets into the fucking gun. How do you even know how a bullet works, how do you know the mechanics of the fucking gun. If you have the ability to conjure up weapons out of nowhere, how have you taken this goddamn long to achieve your task? Anyway, he shoots the fucking sheriff. Barb fucking gets it hard. She gets fucking picked up and thrown right out the fucking window. In the same, in the exact same fashion as he did earlier in the film, where it's a straight-up head dive through a plate of glass. So he actually gets the baby, and you're thinking like, oh shit, the movie's over. That's it. Like, they're in the jail cell. How the, ended. how the fuck are they gonna get out? And he's got the kid, and he's gone, and it's like, oh shit, that was pretty dark that would have been good actually <laughs> be a tremendous ending to the film. Sure. but it's not over yeah, yet Yeah, the sheriff crawls over like he's in a war movie and, he he's well, shot to shit yeah he crawls over we're you know filled uh you know with bullets you gotta save the baby and he, you know, he unlocks the door before he's like ah, right, you fucking cop killers get in the jail cell now he's like you gotta you gotta save that baby you gotta save him so uh so he gives him the keys and they get out Right, we need uh, we need Matilda, we need to call Matilda, she knows how to beat them. We don't even know where the fuck they are, she's like, oh, I got the receipt. I'm like, lady, you haven't had your purse since the first time you went over your fucking friend's house. You were literally in a shirt and underwear in the previous sequence. Yeah, like, you didn't have shit, you just had the kid. She kept it in a safe place. I had the receipt, it's in my butt. So, they, they get into a car? Like, they just hotwire a car? How does that work? I don't even remember. Yeah. I think the I cause it's they just such, steal a car that's on and they steal, then, it's like a convertible that's just chilling outside. Yeah. Uh, so they get into the car and they're driving, they're like, ah oh, fuck, what are we gonna do? Like, we gotta find them. And then you hear like snores coming out of the back seat, and they're like, What the fuck is that? they throw the blanket off, and who the fuck is in the back seat taking a snooze? Rumple goddamn Stiltskin. No, not rumple <laughs> Oh it's Oh, yeah, that's right, it's Matilda! It's Matilda! She's sleeping in the back of this fucking convertible! <laughs> I thought it was Rumpelstiltskin at first, What dude. the fuck? What the fuck? How did she get there? This is the laziest writing I've ever seen. Like, it's just like, well, we have to have her find Matilda. Fuck it, Matilda finds them. Fuck it, fuck it. We gotta get to the bulldozer sequence. Let's go, come on, make it hurry up. <laughs> so then uh, she's telling them how to beat Rump. You could beat him with fire and chaff, or also known as straw, and you need to do it before midnight. Blah, 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 blah. So meanwhile, Rump breaks out the glitter again. It pulls his best impression of the Wicked Witch of the West. And he zooms in on what's happening. Poppy. Please. So then he sees her uh, giving them all the intel on how to kill him. And he goes, ah, can't let that happen. And he force chokes her to death through the fucking crystal ball. When did he get that fucking power? Once again, inconsistencies in his abilities. If he could choke someone from miles away, why the fuck didn't he just do that in the first place and get his baby and the end, the movie would be over? Exactly! And then he wouldn't have, and then he would not have lost an arm, he would have been hit by two cars, he would have been set on fire. <laughs> well, he, he he makes it very clear that he likes the pain, so I guess that's, that's his angle. He brings the pain. But he's running out of fucking time now, so now he's pulling out all these fucking magic tricks out of his bag. Rumpelstiltskin is the most procrastinating demon I've ever seen in my whole life. So he chokes this woman and she's, like, not dead? Yet? She's just, like, on the ground, and she's still talking to them. What I have learned is if you can talk, you can breathe. Oh, yeah, and guess what? Your windpipe is not crushed. She's like, oh, come on, Max, can't you see? She's dying, and I'm like, of what? What is she dying of? cancer was she choking on a peanut like so they arrive at the at the graveyard well wait there's a plot temp where she's like look you gotta get to the graveyard before he puts the baby in a beloved mother's arms and the fucking jupiter aligns with saturn and the moon rises and the blood covers the thing and then fucking magic and lightning yeah the movie the movie suddenly decided to stop and remind us that the plot was important yeah but like we never we never like told about this at all like I thought he was just gonna go to a quiet place and, like, set a fucking blanket out and eat the baby John. Basically, what she says is the entire plot of, like, Halloween 3 condensed into, like, four sentences. So instead of eating this baby, there's, like, this whole ritual where, like, he steals a soul or some shit. So anyway, they have to go to the graveyard, and there's only... Apparently, there's only one fucking graveyard. Rumpelstiltskin's dancing around like golem. So, uh, so he gets to the graveyard, and it turns out, like, the baby doesn't have to be in, like, his mother's arms, just a beloved mother. So... He digs up a fucking corpse and puts the baby in the arms of this corpse. Is this before or after he summons Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus? No, no, no. No, this is this is this is before that. Before he fucking exercises his powers of necromancy. I, I guess he just keeps getting more powerful as the night goes on. I don't know. He does. As the film goes on, he gets more and more abilities. So they get to the graveyard and they're like, "Oh my God, how are we gonna stop him?" And he's like, he's like "You'll never stop me. Like, I'm Bigo." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Sorrow of Moldavia! So he's summoning fucking corpses and, like, keeping them back, and then he shoots them with, like, a fucking... Some kind of energy ball, and they fall down, and they're like, fuck, we can't get them this way. We gotta figure something else out. He shoots them with the inside of those spheres from Spencer's. So Max is like, ah, shit, I got an idea. Come on back, I saw this place on when we were driving here. And I'm like, okay, so you drove past this place, and you saw a big stack of straw and a bulldozer inside a building. And you didn't think to stop? I don't understand the need... To, to like suddenly, first of all, I don't understand the need for Max's care to begin with. And then suddenly they just shift and make him the hero of the film. Yeah, well, I guess because he knows how to drive a bulldozer, which I fucking doubt. Well, that doesn't matter because there's fucking creatures from the 1400s that can fucking drive motorcycles. So they load this thing up with fucking straw and they light it on fire and they go back to the to the cemetery. He's going to chase after Rump with the straw and he's like, ah, fuck burning straw. That, that's my only weakness is my kryptonite. And he gets stuck in this little tiny pothole. Like, it's a fucking bulldozer. Like, it'll go right over that. Yeah, Rump goes, ah, his fire-breathing dragon yeah. gave out. <laughs> So he starts driving the fucking bulldozer again, and he's chasing after Rumpa And it's like that scene from fucking Austin Powers where the guy's like, stop when he's driving the fucking uh, steamroller. Yeah. And, it t- and he's just like running away from this thing so goddamn slow. So he finally catches up with Rump and fucking dumps his ass into this bucket, and he just starts lighting on fire. And then he drives the fucking bulldozer into a telephone pole, and he like, gets his arm stuck like in the in in the gear and it's a it's this like shitty like suspense that's not suspenseful at all and then he jumps out of the bulldozer it hits the fucking telephone pole and electrocutes the bulldozer and fucking explodes now he's exploded and they get out and they're like oh great the movie's over and they're like no it's not over yet so rump is like crawling towards him and she's like where's my baby and he's like ah, fucking never tell you where the baby is and he's like you'll have to kill me or whatever so she has to say this chant and take a wild fucking guess what this Chan is. She says Beetlejuice three times. She goes, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. The dawn will take you all. And then he's back into the troll leg. <laughs> You're working with a professional here. So she's like, Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin, Rumpelstiltskin. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. And then he turns- He's like, who told you? Yeah. What, what do you mean, who told you? We've been calling you this the whole film. <laughs> we fucking read it in the first 10 minutes of the fucking movie, asshole. She never says it to him. Exactly. Like, she she had the knowledge to defeat him an hour prior in the film, which is like days prior in the film's timeline, and doesn't use this knowledge to her advantage at all. <laughs> she just she just wanted all those cops to be murdered. We're dragging shit out. Like, that should have been part of Matilda's exposition. Like, ah, right, that's fucking Rumpelstiltskin. And you gotta say his name. Instead of telling us what plants were aligning and what blood would fill what, just say, like, say his name three times. So he turns back into the fucking troll egg, and they find the baby... Who he said they'd never find, but they would find like, it immediately. He's like right next to them. You'll never find it. Oh, you found it. Well then Max he, he picks up the living turd and he whips it like he's fucking trying to skip a stone. No, he's like he's like, Ah, oh, I wonder if I still got the old arm. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. He never played football. Yeah, because apparently apparently we're supposed to know he was an old football player. Well, apparently okay. he only played T ball because he fucking throws this thing and it just hits like the edge of the friggin' water. <laughs> it doesn't fully go into the lake. Yeah, it, it lands like it lands like forty feet away from where he's trying to throw it and then just tumbles into the water yeah but it's like right on the bank like it's like half in the water half on the land and then the next shot is it sinking to the bottom of the lake he's like i saw the mask he did it i could do it too ah you could ip- kiss your ass goodbye yeah okay i don't remember if they have a little epilogue scene yeah there uh, is yeah well- you know, go back to the Jumunji reference. No, I was just, okay, yeah, that, yeah, no, I was wondering if Shelly and Douchebag had an epilogue scene, I don't remember. So he throws this fucking thing into the, into the, onto the bank of the river, and it sinks to the river, or whatever, and they walk off into the sunset, and everything's fine, and he's like, hey, I think the baby likes me, you wanna fuck? And, uh, she's like, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Which is, which is the appropriate response, because he is an unlikable turd. Thank God they didn't, like, kiss at the end of this movie, because holy shit. Oh, it would have shattered everything. Like, not th- not this movie had much to, you know, run on, but, like, it would have completely unraveled at that point. So then we fade to black and we're like, huff. And I'm like, okay, here's the fucking credits. Nope. Fade back up. Jumanji. Jumanji. You played a game, Sarah. A game with drums. I was that little boy. Rumpelstiltskin! No. So you hear the, fu- yeah, you hear the Jumanji drums fucking banging around, and this little girl, who I thought was from Pinocchio's Revenge, but it turns out she's not, but she sounds exactly, and she might be, because she's not credited. Well, here, here's the thing, like, if they're gonna do this extra ending, end it right when she picks it up and looks at it, why do I need to have this elongated scene of her running it to her mother? Hey, mom! This bullshit, presumptuous sequel build. If they did the sequel, like, is Rump just gonna go after this woman, or he's like, ah, where the hell is Shelly? I still need to get baby john no man it's gonna be rump in the hood come to do no good <laughs> can we just i think we can probably just end the show right there on that line that was fantastic that's it we're done the podcast is over there'll be no episode four so he shows it to her they they, they show it to the mom and it's like oh that's great honey take it home and it's like oh dun 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 and that's it and then we get treated to the same fucking motorcycle yeah, music my again kind of my world. kind of world my kind of world Fuck me. And then the movie is mercifully over and I went right to bed. So where Jesus. where where in the dumpster would you place this? Oh, this is the bottom. I wouldn't recommend this to my worst enemy. I hated this film. This for me is like right it's right next to like that half-eaten cheeseburger and like a moldy sandwich. Not too deep. Like I can I, I can move some shit out of the way and find this, like near towards the top for me. Because uh while it's just fucking stupid, it's hilarious. Because of how shitty it is, and the effect, some of the effects are really fun, and uh, you know, it's a little—I uh, have an affinity for like weird creature movies, and Rump is definitely one of those weird creatures. I wish I had any kind of affection for this movie after it was all said and done but like the second half is such a fucking turnoff for me i like if the second half of the movie didn't feature max at all i'd probably feel differently but the fact they put this like hey baby douchebag uh in the last 45 minutes completely unnerved me and put me off and also and like i was bummed because like the first half i was like this feels like wishmaster and that makes me happy it feels like wishmaster and it kind of Yes, I wouldn't say it follows the same beats, but it kind of has a similar it's it's similar in tone. Hey, they both fall apart in the third act. Yeah, yup. Yep. Wishmaster is kind of Wishmaster's jokey, but like it's way it's way heavier on the uh LOL ironic wish uh stuff, which is completely absent in this. There could have been more of that, but there's none of it, except for uh Rump banging the main character and then being like, "Ha, give me a child." You got to wait 9 months. What do you think? Um yeah, I'll go off of your cheeseburger analogy. I mean, I I kind of would be in the same ballpark as you, but I'd eat that cheeseburger. You know, you might just, you know, take it out and observe it and say, Huh, you know, I probably should put this back. Like I actually like this movie a lot. And I see, I put this movie as the decomposing dead body I buried the bottom of dumpster. I don't want anybody to find. Well, well below both of your cheeseburgers. (laughs) Yeah, no, totally, totally. I mean the cheeseburger was, you know, the prior owner was your decomposed body. I think like the reason why I like this movie maybe more than you or even Joe is just like the character of Rumble Stiltskin like no matter how off the rails this movie goes like his character is just so fucking ridiculous that like i don't know like i feel like he almost like it sounds stupid for like a crappy B movie but like he kind of like transcends the film like you said we're going to watch this i was like i know that cover it's very, very much in my brain. Like, it wasn't like Rumble stiltkin. What's that? I know exactly what film you're talking about without having seen it because I know that image. I know this design. And I mean, I would probably recommend it to people oh, for um, sure. just only because I think it's so funny. But at the same time, like, I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't tell someone that it's a scary horror movie i would say it's cheesy and it's funny like i would say it's i would say it's fucking garbage and you should check it out because it is garbage yeah have have a couple beers get some get some people over and just get shit hammered and watch this fucking thing it's a it's a red letter media best of the worst contender and like i said earlier it is easily qualifiable for mr science theater in a heartbeat it also i wrote i took notes and it feel it felt like like 90s horror is very weird to me because 90s horror seems to always have one of two things. They're always they're always brightly lit, and they always have weird synthesizer music. Not even yeah, the brightly lit part, but they're always trying to be hip. Yes! Yes! That too! God, the fucking, the 90s hip attitude, like, play it loud bullshit campaigns that's Super Nintendo and Genesis ran against each other. That's this in a, in a fucking heartbeat. Hey, I'm the killer, but I'm cool. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm the quippy killer because Freddy is now 10 years removed. Yeah, <laughs> somebody Somebody's got to fill those shoes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's it, it, Like I said, when it felt like Wishmaster it's, and bits of Jason goes to hell. Oh, man. What if Rump, like, exploded in the car and then, like, the cop, like, ate his heart? And then Rumpelstiltskin like burst it out of his chest. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> this movie would go up five points extra for that. I, I, and I, I, I hate Jason Goes to Hell, but I still think it's a lot better than this. It's a shitty movie, dude. I don't know. I'd rather watch Rumpelstiltskin again than Jason Goes to Hell. It is a shitty movie. You know what? You know what? I think I'd also rather watch Rumpelstiltskin than Ranch Jason Goes to Hell. I know people who are like, "Oh, Jason Goes to Hell is so good and so different." I'm like, "No, it's different. Yes, but it's still terrible." <laughs> Well, that's it. That was Rumpelstiltskin. If you want some more bad movie goodness, you can check us out at moviedumpsterpodcast.com. Follow us at moviedumpster on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also check out our sister podcast, The Phantom Zone, hosted by our very own Connor McGraw. You can find them at phantomzonepodcast.wordpress.com. I'm Joel Escola. I'm Sean O'Rourke. I'm Connor McGraw. Thanks for visiting the dumpster. Fuck, it's me! (laughs)